0: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com.
1: You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled-up aces over king.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House
3: of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams.
2: Okay, you have some skin.
4: Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have an unusual show for you today, a guest who is so interesting that we have a double segment, just him. We're going to talk to Professor Israel Posner. He is the director of the Lloyd Levinston Institute of Hospitality and Gaming and Tourism at the Stockton College in New Jersey. We're going to talk to him about the Atlantic City closings, what they mean, what they don't mean and their implications for gaming elsewhere in the country. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. So how's your fantasy football team doing after week four? I gotta tell you, in week three, I went with LaShawn McCoy to run wild over the Washington Redskins defense. And guess what? He gains 25 yards. But it did much better in week four because with FanDuel, you can reset your team every week and play fantasy football for real money. It's weekly, so whatever happened last week doesn't matter. Joe Watson from New York turned a $50 deposit into over $30,000 in two weeks playing fantasy football on FanDuel last season. Remember, with FanDuel, there's no season-long commitment, no upfront fees. Set a new lineup each week and win every week if you're good enough. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. Hey, sign up quick because the new user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today using promo code HOC.
5: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order.
4: Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure.
0: And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need.
4: Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a ProCaliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO, that's HOCRADIO, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER. 24025 poker that's 2402576537 pro caliber poker tables stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for
2: need to sell your house fast we're homevestors the we buy ugly houses people you've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman ug but did you know that homevestors is america's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. So, what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866 I Want UG. 866 I Want UG.
0: You're listening to the House of Cards. Poker. 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 I shall give it to you in a word. Poker.
4: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you're listening to House of Cards. You know, we have a lot of professional poker players and authors of poker books and people that run casinos, but every now and again, we like to do something for your intellectual side, and we get people who are experts in the field of gaming and gambling. Today is one of those times. We have the esteemed Professor Israel Posner, Dr. Israel Posner, who is a director of an interesting place. He is the director of the Lloyd D. Levinson Institute of Gaming, Hospitality and Tourism in the School of Business at the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey. Uh, Welcome, Dr. Posner. Are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, Glad to be with you. Well, I'm
4: glad you're there. And I have a question, a preliminary question, which is, who was Lloyd Levinson, and how is it that he has an Institute of Gaming named after him?
1: Lloyd is uh, a very active uh, gaming uh, attorney. Uh, he's got offices in uh, Atlantic City, Nevada, and several other states around the country, uh, and does a lot of uh, gaming uh, legal work. Uh, he's been active in the field for probably 35 years, Um Several years ago, he donated a uh, sum of money to the college, and for that consideration, he was uh, honored with having the Research Institute uh, named uh, after him. So he's quite active. In fact, I saw Lloyd uh, earlier today.
4: Ah, okay. Well, that's very interesting. Maybe we should have him on as a guest. Maybe we have had him on as a guest. I don't know. Um, But... Tell me also a little bit about Richard Stockton College. I know a lot of colleges. I've never heard of them. Are they part of a larger university, or are they a freestanding liberal arts school? What, what are they?
1: Stockton College uh, is a uh, New Jersey liberal arts and sciences college. Uh, it is now 42 years old. It is one of eight state colleges in the state of New Jersey. I see. Uh, it is uh, supported by the state. Um, probably in the next year, it will uh, change to uh, Stockton University. It's about 8,500 students. Wow! Uh, you know, your standard liberal arts and sciences college, um, the full, a full, full array of um, uh, undergraduate majors, as you might expect, everything from you know history, social sciences, uh, to uh, the physical sciences, and has about. Uh, a dozen or so graduate programs, including a PhD program in physical therapy. So it's a uh, wow
4: it's a it's a definite right
1: outside of Atlantic City. I would say the main campus is about 12 miles west of Atlantic City.
4: Well, shame on me for not knowing of it, and I'm glad to be so informed.
1: Um, it's only 42 years old, fairly uh, new school. I've been there for 40 of those 42 years.
4: Wow. So tell us about your particular bailiwick, as it were.
1: The, uh, the institute, uh, as I said earlier, was um, uh, named in, uh, uh, after Lloyd uh, Levinson's gift was uh, given to the college. What we do is uh, research. Uh, when I say research, I mean market research, economic impact research, Anything that relates to gaming, casino gaming, hospitality, tourism, mostly centered on the Atlantic City region, uh, but also uh, really um, throughout the state of New Jersey and, um, and really in the mid-Atlantic region. So we do uh, surveys, economic analysis, um, anything that really connects the college to the broader economic activity of the Atlantic City region. And for those of you listeners who may not know the Atlantic City region, it's primarily a hospitality, economic base. Probably half of the economic activity in the region is tied to tourism and more recently, in the last 36 years, casinos since 1978. So it's a major feature of the South Jersey region.
4: Got it. Let's get right to a question that's been on my mind uh, for the last, well, probably two years, but more intensely in the last six months, and especially in the last month since I visited Atlantic City. Is Atlantic City dying? We hear about uh, casinos closing, going bankrupt, uh, and there have been a a whole slew of them closing. What's going on?
1: Well, I think you need uh, to uh, have some perspective on Atlantic City. Atlantic City, um, casino industry began after the voters of Atlantic City um, agreed to um, legalize casino gambling in nineteen seventy six and in nineteen seventy eight the first casino opened. Um, during the next thirty years or so from nineteen seventy six till about two thousand and till about, I'm sorry from two thousand till about 2006, the casino gaming industry was a continually rising industry because it was the only casino essentially in the region outside of Nevada. There were some Indian casinos located in Connecticut that had opened by that time, but in the immediate region, say within about 130-150 miles, 3-hour drive of Atlantic City, up until 2006, the the, the Atlantic City Atlantic City was the only place in the United States, eastern Mississippi, where casino gambling was legal, at least at least within the Mid-Atlantic States. I shouldn't say the Mississippi, right. but certainly within the Mid-Atlantic States. Right. So casinos were something that was um, a very desirable type of destination. It was not something that was common in every street corner or in every city, within every easy drive. So the casinos developed because they were unusual, they were elegant, they were um, something that you had to drive to. And during that period, the destination was key. It wasn't about convenience. It was about going to casinos because the casino offered a total experience. In the last eight years, perhaps ten, casino gaming – uh, really proliferate around the United States, where it became quite convenient for many people, probably within an hour's drive, to uh, find a casino. So casinos transformed in this period from a destination to a convenience type of activity. So that's really the major change. So when we say, is Atlantic City, as you framed the question, is Atlantic City dying, I think what's really more more appropriate is Atlantic City was was built as a destination gaming market. And in the last perhaps eight years, casino gaming transformed from a destination to more of a convenience and really a commodity. And that's what's really transforming Atlantic City is this um, relatively rapid change from the destination to um 25 casinos within a very short drive of this area.
4: We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back.
5: Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com.
3: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
2: The ambassador of poker.
0: Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com.
4: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And for listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Professor Israel Postner, the director of the Lloyd Leviston Institute of Hospitality and Gaming and Tourism. Okay, so it's fair to say then that Atlantic City is contracting because the gaming industry has changed. I guess my question is, what is sustainable in Atlantic City when it becomes a con- gaming becomes a convenient operation as opposed to a destination operation and then the other question would be can Atlantic City c- recapture being a destination uh, place by somehow using the things that it has that other places still don't have even though they may have gaming
1: well, what, what Atlantic City has, and it's a, it's a fairly um, unique um, privilege, basically, that uh, the voters of New Jersey granted Atlantic City. There only are a few states, but it's only New Jersey and Michigan that granted or that grants uh, casinos to a very small part of the state. For example, in, in Michigan, only Detroit has casinos, commercial casinos. And in New Jersey, only these 48 blocks, which we call Atlantic City, um, is granted the privilege of casino gambling. So it's, it's very, very unusual um, in the United States to have that type of a, uh, really a monopoly within the, within the state. Um, what Atlantic City is, is is a destination, entertainment uh, destination. In fact, for anybody that's familiar with Atlantic City, Atlantic City essentially, um, well, it, it legally began in 1854, but Atlantic City, um, from the turn of the 20th century, early 1900s, was a place that that attracted uh, tourists and um, uh, in some ways, conventioneers um, from, mostly from Philadelphia in the early days when railroads came in, built in New York City, and more recently New York City, Baltimore, Washington. And it, it's a place that people go for a getaway, for a uh, for entertainment. Sometimes it was a quirky kind of entertainment, uh, whether it was the diving horse that some of your listeners may be familiar with, uh, where a horse dove into the ocean from a platform, but it was always a place that, that entertainment. And I think to the extent that Atlantic City remains relevant um, over the next generation, it depends upon the uh, amount of, uh, of entertainment that it offers. And if, with a full pipeline of entertainment, Atlantic City uh, will continue to be... And, and, and this may be somewhat of a surprise to, uh, to many listeners... That Atlantic City, even when it's uh, in its current contracted state, is the number one uh, most popular destination on the East Coast of the United States. When you think about all the beach resorts, uh, if you just scan in your mind the, G- the East Coast geography, whether it's uh, Cape Cod and New England, and just think down the coastline, uh, the coast of Connecticut, uh, the entire coast of New Jersey, um, uh, Ocean City, Maryland, uh, Virginia Beach, the Outer Banks, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, even down in Fort Lauderdale, Atlantic City remains the number one most popular destination. And that's, that's something that's somewhat surprising to a lot of people, that there is no uh, destination that attracts more people than Atlantic City. About 25 million last year.
4: Well, fair enough, but... If you were to visit Atlantic City lately and went to the casinos, you would find what can only be described as horrible ghost towns. I mean, I went to the Revel two weeks before it closed. I went to uh, the Showboat. I went to the Taj. I went to every place but Borgata. And with no exceptions, the places were way underutilized from what they were. This was morning and afternoon on a Saturday. The boardwalk seemed fairly busy, but the casinos themselves, the floors, the gaming floors were I won't say deserted. They were deserted in a couple of places, but they were I mean, they were unbelievably unfull.
1: You know, I think you are correct in uh, in describing the uh, particular uh, casinos that you visited. And that's why and, and I think it's extremely difficult to describe Atlantic City uh, with a single brushstroke. It kind of reminds me of someone that asks, you know, how how are you doing? How do you feel on average when you have one foot in boiling water and one <laughs> foot in in ice water? And on average, you're probably doing okay.
4: <laughs> Very but good. But That's I think clever. if you
1: think about it for, for a moment, there are currently, um, as we speak, uh, there are eight casinos in Atlantic City, and it turns out that that many of them are doing extremely well. For example, if you had gone to the Borgata, if you had gone to Harris, if you had gone to the Golden Nugget, Resorts, the Tropicana, Caesars, it would have been a very different experience. Ah,
4: excuse me, Professor, I have places. to interrupt. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after a quick break.
0: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards radio network. Check us out at HouseofCardsRadio.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. ProCaliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a ProCaliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOC Radio when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-Poker. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRadio. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of September 29th, 2014. The New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement decided that an unshuffled card game in a New Jersey casino did not violate any rules or laws. Fourteen gamblers had sued the Golden Nugget after the casino refused to give them $1.5 million won during a Baccarat game. The casino felt the game violated the law since the dealer did not shuffle the deck properly. Regulators found that the casino had monitored the game and could have stopped it at any time. Players on Full Tilt will notice something different on the online casino. Live dealers. Players will be able to watch and interact with the live action and place bets on the games. Full Tilt created an exclusive casino space for the launch with three blackjack tables and one roulette table. As of now, the live dealer casinos are only available in limited markets. And finally, MGM Resorts is suing a pot company for trademark violation. MGM has a federally registered trademark in the term M Life, which is the name of their customer rewards program. M Life is also the name of a Nevada medical marijuana dispensary. Come on, you guys allegedly use an MGM trademark. What
4: are you people on
0: dope? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're
5: listening
3: to the House of Cards.
4: People act like poker's a new game. It ain't. Same game it's always been. Zeros are different.
5: Let's play some cards.
4: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. For our listeners who are as wrapped in attention as I am, I want you to know we're talking with Professor Israel Posner, the director of the Lloyd Levinston Institute of Hospitality and Gaming and Tourism. I went to the Taj, the Trop, Bally, Caesars, Golden Nugget. I went to all of them.
1: Probably busy. If you remember the Golden Nugget, it was probably busy.
4: No, not, none of those places were busy at all. I went to what all of. What time of day were
1: you there?
4: I went from ten thirty a.m. until four o'clock p.m. I visited all those places. I did not go to the Borgata, and I did not go to Harris. And I heard they were busy. They're doing fine. But I visited. I visited the Golden Nugget. It was sadly under busy at two in the afternoon on a Saturday. I visited Caesars. It was deserted at 1130 in the morning. I visited Bally's. I played poker at Bally's, and the poker room was fairly busy because they've closed the poker rooms at the adjacent properties. But the rest right. of the casino was – I won't say it was a ghost town, but it, the the volume was way down. Now, as I said, I didn't – I, I like your analogy about one foot in cold water and one foot in boiling water, you'd say on average, but – I heard that the Borgata and Harris are doing great, but all of the other properties I visited, every one except I didn't go to the Hilton, which has been closed for a year.
1: Yeah, the Atlanta uh, Club. Yeah, the the if you look at the financials, you simply look at profitability. Um, yes, uh, or EBITDA, or cash that uh, those casinos do. It turns out that the the ones that are doing um, that are profitable, that are doing uh, reasonably well as businesses. Uh, if you go up and down the boardwalk, it's a Tropicana, Caesars, Resorts, which has put in quite a bit of investment to create the Margaritaville, the Jimmy Buffett type of theme. There's a Margaritaville yes, restaurant, Landshark. Uh, even though they're the oldest casino in the city, having uh, opened in 78, Resorts is doing okay as a business. Now, you may have not been there while they were busy. Yeah, maybe not. I might say, if you track the numbers over the last. A year or so. Golden Nugget's numbers are, uh, they're hitting it out of the park. Harris is doing well over at the Marina. See, all three casinos at the Marina are doing well. Golden Nugget, Harris, and the Vergada are doing okay, as well as the ones I mentioned on the boardwalk, which is Caesars Valleys, which are adjacent, as well as Tropicana and Resorts.
4: Okay, I will take your word for that. Let me move on to a couple of other questions that I would be interested in your. Uh, professional insight into one of them is you mentioned the exclusive arrangement that New Jersey has with Atlantic City when it comes to gambling and uh, unlike Michigan Michigan of course is exclusive with regard to public private casinos it's not exclusive because of all the Indian casinos which may be separate but they attract a lot of business, so it's not really a model similar to, uh, to Atlantic City because people can still go to casinos all over the state because of all the Native American tribal casinos. In Atlantic City, that's the only game in town in the entire state. But my question is, there is talk about allowing more casino gambling outside of Atlantic City, specifically the Meadowlands, which would, my God, it would capture the New York market like nothing else, what is the impact going to be if and when that gets built? Uh,
1: no que- I think your analysis is accurate. Uh, le- New Jersey, uh, le- le- let, me- let me get to your question, but I want to give you a little bit of background. Sure, first. please.
4: I'm always interested yeah, in please. being informed.
1: Sure. What's interesting about the New Jersey law, the Casino Control Act in New Jersey, which is the legal basis for casino gambling in New Jersey... Was passed in 1977, signed by Governor Byrne at the time. What's unique about the New Jersey legislation, um, and maybe maybe unique is not the correct word. Let me let me retract that. What was um, um, really special, rather than unique, about the New Jersey legislation was that it was passed. Um, not to create a casino industry. In other words, the purpose of it was not to create an industry. The purpose of casino gambling, as passed uh, by the governor, was not to create necessarily state revenue. It wasn't to necessarily create jobs or or anything that was um, or anything like that. The purpose of, of passing gambling in Atlantic. For Atlantic City, was it was designed as a tool for urban economic redevelopment. That really was the purpose of it, because Atlantic City for basically a century had been a place that um, sort of lived and died on convention business and tourism. And the purpose of casino gambling was to um, redevelop that type of business, so it was designed specifically for Atlantic City, and the in those days, back in the 70s, it seems like a century ago, but it was only 35 years ago or so, um, Atlantic City um, needed that type of development because Atlantic City had fallen in hard times in the post-World War II era, as airline travel became more convenient and accessible to many customers in the mid-Atlantic region, travelers. So... Your question was, if a casino opens in other parts of the state, particularly in the very lucrative North Jersey market, it would have a very significant effect on Atlantic City. Um, It would impact Atlantic City um, because probably um, 20%, maybe a third of the market that visits Atlantic City is from the North Jersey region and may even be higher than that. So it would have a very significant impact, negative impact, on the casino market in Atlantic City. It would probably have a more negative impact, or I should say an equally negative impact, on the casinos in eastern Pennsylvania, in the Poconos, like Parks Casino, Las Vegas Sands up in uh, uh, Allentown, Bethlehem area. So it impacts Atlantic City. It also would change the, the, how um, casinos in New York State might or might not develop. I think it would have an impact on the casinos that are considered for lower New York State. There are four casino licenses right. that are contemplated for the Orange County region just north of New York City, just north of New Jersey border with New York State. But I think if you think about if anybody is familiar with the North Jersey uh, area, it is a very densely populated area with a very, very high level of discretionary income, and that market is very, very attractive. There's a lot of there's a lot of mice to be caught with a mouse trap right in that area, and uh, Atlantic City would be impacted significantly.
4: We have about two minutes left. Uh, I appreciate your answer, Professor. I think it's uh, it's insightful and very informative. I am based in Boston. Our show goes out all over the world, and people have similar questions, I think, in other areas of the country that are considering casino gambling. But I am based in Boston, and we are now faced with a referendum question about uh, undoing the legislative Uh, action that allowed casino gambling and established a gaming commission, and now we're having a referendum to undo that. Some of the people arguing in favor of that referendum and thereby arguing against allowing casino gambling in Massachusetts point to Atlantic City and they say, Atlantic City is a perfect example of how casinos are highly touted and everybody talks about jobs and everything, but in the end they fail and they're a drag on the economy and they don't really produce anything. I think that's a silly short term argument, but I'm interested in your your analysis of that kind of argument.
1: You know, I can certainly understand how with a a short history it looks that way. You know, if you you know the old story if you're born on third base it may look like you hit a triple and uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> Um, If you think about Atlantic City, uh, I first came to this area in 1971, so I'm looking at it from a perspective of uh, 43 years or so. Um, In 1978, when casinos were first uh, legalized in Atlantic City, and from that period through 2000 and, let's say 2012, when the Revel opened, it attracted well over $20 billion of investment. Think about $20 billion of investment.
4: It's um, not a flash also, in the pan. That's a significant amount of money. It's
1: a lot of money. It also employs, and for those of you your listeners that aren't familiar with Atlantic City, Atlantic City is a small city. It's a city of 40,000 people. The casino industry employs, even today, as we speak with its, with its contracted casino uh, market. It still employs 25,000 people. Wow. I, I want that to sink in. There's, the city has 40,000 residents. The city employs 25,000 people the, the in casino the casino industry. industry. Wow. That doesn't include service providers. Now, obviously, what that means is the, the employment base Stretches well beyond Atlantic City into Atlantic County and the entire South Jersey region. So I think I think the um, there are jobs that are um, um, that really significant numbers. There is significant investment in that industry, but I think I think the voters of Massachusetts, if I can be so bold as to um, be bold. really advise. I think you need to be very realistic. Uh, about the projections of what it will bring in. I think you, look, you need to look at it comprehensively. What is the impact on the transportation infrastructure? What is the purpose of casino gambling? Is it about adding revenue? Is it about um, supporting certain specific objective? whether it's seniors, whether it's um, infrastructure? I mean, what is the purpose of it? And then being very realistic about the, what the long-term projections are. And I think if one is realistic uh, and considers the regional marketplace, because because casino gambling is not a destination. It's a convenience. So I think you need to look at the um, regional, um, probably within about a one-hour drive of a casino and consider the impact that it'll have in that area and, and as i said being very realistic about what it what it will produce for that area
4: fair enough i appreciate you coming on we may ask you to come back on as we get closer to the election or even after the election to talk about what We'd happened and why
1: be happy to do it and my battery is just about running out on my okay phone, so perfect, perfect, timing. perfect timing
4: we've been talking to dr israel posner a professor At the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey, he is the director of the Lloyd Levinson Institute of Gaming, Hospitality, and Tourism. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. So how's your fantasy football team doing after week four? I gotta tell you, in week three, I went with LaShawn McCoy to run wild over the Washington Redskins defense. And guess what? He gains 25 yards. But it did much better in week four because with FanDuel, you can reset your team every week and play fantasy football for real money. It's weekly, so whatever happened last week doesn't matter. Joe Watson from New York turned a $50 deposit into over $30,000 in two weeks playing fantasy football on FanDuel last season. Remember, with FanDuel, there's no season-long commitment, no upfront fees. Set a new lineup each week and win every week if you're good enough. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. Hey, sign up quick because the new user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today using promo code HOC. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show, poker questions, you just want us to know about great places to play, or you just got bluffed out of a pot. Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air.
5: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order.
0: Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments and sit and goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that Borgatapoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Here's the wonderful Joan Rivers with her thoughts on poker players.
4: And your people, you give money with blood on it. I met your people in Vegas for 40 years. None of them have last names. None of them. They have cash of You're a poker player. A poker player. That's That's beyond
5: white trash. Poker players are the most awesome people in the world. A trash, darling. Trash.
0: House of Cards, proudly serving your white trash needs since 2007.
4: Welcome back, listeners. I wonder if we have to now do that with some reverence because she's dead. Well, that was our tribute to her. Oh, okay. That was the only thing we deserves. had of Joan Rivers. So a little uh, one-minute tribute. That's yeah, there we one go. All right. Well, I'm uh, Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is our mailbag segment. I'm joined by my very handsome producer, Dave Weishaddle. Uh, What do we have this week? Well, we got
0: some questions based on more bad news for Atlantic City. You know, the uh, Trump Taj Mahal filed for bankruptcy last week, which prompted everyone to think, are these brick-and-mortar casinos putting more stock into the online gaming industry and not worrying about their brick-and-mortar? And it's also leading a lot of people to think, is online gaming costing jobs in New Jersey?
3: What do you think?
4: I think that's absurd. Yep. I think that, if anything, online gaming may be the narrow lifeline that might be necessary to preserve gaming in Atlantic City in some places. Uh, when you file for bankruptcy, there are two types. There's liquidation and then there's reorganization. And if you're reorganizing, you want to make sure that at least some of your valuable assets are retained. Clearly, uh, the Taj Mahal management believes that online gaming is a valuable Instrument for making money, or they wouldn't care about preserving it. So, uh, to me, the two things are are directly related in a positive way, not mm-hmm. a negative way. I got to tell you, I remember I was down there uh, a few months ago, and it, it was sad. It, it was, was empty it? and a pit. And I got to say, you know, part of the the uh, poker room was shut down and mm-hmm. dark. And all <laughs> I saw in there were mouse traps. Wow! I mean, yeah. just kind of. Is sad, and I know the poker room manager is great. Mm-hmm. I know the facility has great potential, but it's like it's a balloon that's almost entirely yeah. deflated. You know what? I mean, that looks – it's sad. You, you, you want to see
0: sad. I was there after Labor Day. When, oh. <laughs> you, know, you would see tumbleweeds. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, its it looks really bad. I mean – you know, being from New Jersey, you always like, you know, when the tourists leave and it's nice, but now it seems a little more empty. I mean, there's there's two huge buildings at the very end of the boardwalk. I mean, they're actually sitting side by side, revel in the Revel and the Showboat, and I guess Trump Taj Mahal is a little further down, and also Trump Plaza is closing there, yeah. too.
4: So what else you got?
0: Well, we got the MGM coming back to Atlantic City. We got... Do you think that will revitalize? They're trying everything. They're I don't just, know anything about that. Tell yeah, me they, about that. They just uh, filed for their license, and they were granted. For uh, where? What property? Well, no one knows yet. They, they got... You want getting, to build, or they want to buy? Well, they still own 50% of the Borgata, but now they have a license to enter the marketplace, I guess, in another entity.
4: So maybe they'll move into the Revel or the Showboat?
0: Revel now... Almost, I think they have a buyer in place with his first
4: bid. Kindos Casino. They uh, don't know yet. Really, really big and fancy hamburger stand? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what they need—an In and Out Burger down there. In and Out, the
0: largest In and Out Burger in the, the world, the most beautiful In and Out Burger ever. But uh, no, a um, a a guy from Florida. He's a real estate investor. He he just put ninety million. He bid ninety million on the property. What property? Revel. Oh, on Revel. Revel. Yeah, ninety million. Yep, that's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I know that's a hey, you know. So it's it's uh,
4: wasn't it a one and a half billion dollar property? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like t- almost two billion, and it still wasn't complete. So that's uh, crazy. Hey, it, he bid ninety million on the property, not on leasing it, not on the rights to operate within it, but to own it. To own it. No. Yeah, I Doug. <laughs> how much you got? Hey, let's look, put, let's pool our look at, money. Look what
0: the shirt he has on. Let's revel.
4: <laughs> let's pool our money. What's funny is, you know, the two days before it closed, I was in New York and I was hearing commercials. Oh, yeah. For right, it. Right, right for to the, the band. You know, the Yankee, the official sponsor of the New York Yankees. Come down to the revel. Enjoy our wonderful, luxurious rooms for only 190. I don't think so. So it's closed now,
0: right? The Revel is closed now. Well, you see that shirt the executive producer, my brother, is wearing? Yeah, it says we got, Revel. It's Revel Casino. It's it's really sad when you're getting the casino T-shirts at a discount because it's a clearance sale.
4: Where did you get it, Doug? At the Revel, in, in the Revel. Oh, you got it in the Revel? Got it in the Revel. Which you can't do anymore. So what happened to all their stuff? I mean, did uh, in the old days, Building 19 would have bought them up for $0.50. Yeah, cents. yeah.
0: yeah probably, uh, you know, the uh, Salvation Army.
4: Well, Doug, are you on? Yeah, why don't you <laughs> Doug shine in here? And tell us where we can buy nice, cheap uh, Revel clothing. Well, actually, if we find some of the street people, you know, I can't hear you. Can't hear him. <laughs> Too bad. All right, never mind. Oh, Doug. Well. You know, he doesn't have much to say anyway. So, what else we got? Well, any trips planned? You, you know, I was going to go to Panama. Oh wait, oh. here we go. Oh, right there he in. goes. Do you got me? Yeah, yeah, I got you.
3: Okay, good. They keep switching the knobs around here, so I know, um, blame somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They, I have to. It's like but, that's what uh, the Revel. You know, mean. you made a joke about the 90 million dollars for Revel. Uh Golden Nugget was bought for 38 million. Okay. <laughs> you Way mean back when it were, when it first reopened, it was bought for 38 million.
4: Well, I guess there are a lot of I wonder how much I could buy the Hilton for. That's been closed forever. Yeah. that's
3: a... Well, it's also what's interesting, the guy who put a bid on Revel is also looking at buying Showboat.
0: Yeah, from, he's from Florida, right? Yeah. He's a real Florida. estate guy he's, from he's, Florida.
3: What he plans on doing is making the casino secondary. And actually, he's talked about uh, renting it out to another company that can actually run a casino. Okay. This, well, it's it, the bizarro this, universe.
0: This, this is illustrating the problems that Atlantic City is having. This crazy mismanagement of all the properties. They want to... You know, do these weird mergers with people who can do online and who don't want to make it a primary casino, but a secondary casino. And this and
4: clothing manufacturing. Yeah, That's there. the next thing to come, right? It'll be full yes. circle.
3: They'll have uh, sweatshops put in there. <laughs> well, you also have the uh, clubs and restaurants in the closed properties. The Rainforest Cafe is talking to the bankruptcy court, whichever one they're in, the Showboat or whichever one the Rainforest Cafe yeah. is in.
0: They might be in the Tosh.
3: They're talking to the bankruptcy court to stay open. Huh. So you could go and eat, eat. but you couldn't gamble. <laughs> it was
4: eat
0: in an and empty, and also, huge building. Uh,
3: the Club HQ over in Revel. They're actually suing to stay open.
4: Well, I just hope that voters in Massachusetts do not see the uh, problems in Atlantic City as having anything to do with the efficacy of allowing casino yeah. gambling in Massachusetts. A lot so, of them mention it because it's an easy throwaway line yeah. to uh, attack casinos. Say, oh, look what's happening in Atlantic City. That's what's going to happen here. And I say, no, it's completely different. I mean, you have a major an urban center, and casinos would be convenient here. In Atlantic City, you don't have a resident population sufficient no. to support them. It's for In day Massachusetts, tripper. you do. You won't yep. have people leaving for Massachusetts to go to Atlantic City. They'll stay here, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they go to hub the hub the um, They just don't like casinos, and I'm thinking you shouldn't make them illegal. They should be allowed to... Thrive, Mm -hmm. and people are putting up money. It's not like the state is subsidizing. People are putting up hundreds of millions of dollars. These are private upfront to build a casino here. Oh, but the infrastructure? No, (laughs) it's being funded by the developers. The private sector developers are putting up the money that's going to take, and people just don't want them.
0: Some of them. By the way, next time we talk, we'll probably know who's in the Boston area. Yes, that's right. It's
4: supposed to happen this week, at the latest next week, and uh, frankly. I hope they. I heard somebody. Win has
0: an inside track kind of thing because he, he has, has, has more. Track he has more right benefits thing. for the area.
4: Our listeners, that will do it for Mailbag. We will be back next week. In the meantime, have good luck and uh, have a wonderful day.